What a beautiful hymn. Uh, you can hear it tonight in those songs. Uh, you can hear it tonight in Pastor Allen's prayer. We heard it tonight in the word that the Lord gives to us. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. But what does that mean? Growing up in uh, California uh, as a boy, I have many uh, memories there. I can remember uh, that I went to elementary school just across the street from my house, and my mom would walk me over there. I can remember uh, building uh, a clubhouse, a fort, in my backyard with my dad. I can remember playing out there many times with my two younger brothers. I'm not sure why some memories have stuck with me so much and others have faded away as if they never existed at all, but some of them really stand out to me. One of the things I can remember as a young boy is the day every other week that the grass was cut at our house. Uh, That day, I had a few responsibilities. I've mentioned it to a couple of you before. My parents had me uh, go out into the yard, and I would have to, number one, make sure the dog was not in the yard when the lawn man came in to cut our grass. Uh, Number two, I had to make sure that all of our toys were picked up off of the grass area so they didn't get run over. And number three, uh, I was the one that ran out and I paid uh, the man who cut our lawn every other week. Uh, Sometimes uh, when he came, the gate in the back was not open yet. We had this large gate. It was blue. It had some chip paint on it. Uh, The hinges were really bad. Uh, The latch was horrible. It was hung wrong and it was very, very heavy. Uh, My dad never fixed that gate, ever. Uh, And when I went out there, to get to the lawn man and pay him, sometimes I'd have to move the gate. Uh, But I couldn't open it. I could never open that gate. Uh, But that wasn't my responsibility. It was the job of my father to come out there and to open that gate. Tonight, we talk about the exact same thing about who our Father is, about the Son that he promises and gives to us, and what the responsibilities are of Christ, and what are the responsibilities then for you and for me. That gospel text we have tonight is uh, a little bit lengthy. It has some repetition to it. And so tonight I want to look at some of the verses uh, and break them down little by little so we can see what is the element that Christ is passing on to myself and to you. Even in the middle of that, we can hear the disciples and the people around him saying, uh, we don't understand exactly what is being shared in here. And so what is being shared? Let's look at verse 1 this evening. John chapter 10, verse 1. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. Uh, Briefly tonight, when Jesus is speaking, he's talking with uh, many of the Pharisees who are there, and he opens up with this analogy that would have been familiar for all in attendance, hopefully, even if they don't fully understand what he is saying yet. Jesus, as he opens up with this analogy tonight for myself and for you, uh, he gives us a warning. He gives us a warning to watch out, as it strictly says in here, Be careful of those who come in some other way, who do not enter through the gate. Be careful, if you will, of the Pharisees from our day. Those who will come in 
an attempt to mislead us, those who will try to change uh, the doctrine that we believe, those who will try to corrupt us in their own way, who only have their agenda at hand, who have no care of building up what God's true mission and true kingdom are on this earth. Are we wary of those things? Back to verse 2. It says, The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens up the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Uh, the storing or being uh, keeping the keeper of sheep was done in mainly two ways during the time of Christ. Uh, we'll get to the second way in just a minute. The first way uh, was usually done in a, a large holding corral. It would usually be a corral that was maybe just inside, usually just outside of the city, in which people who may be traveling with sheep or may need a time of rest would pay a watchman to be able to take their sheep in for the evening so that they could get some rest or so that they could get cleaned up. They would then return in the morning to be able to call their sheep and take them out of this pen. We see in our text it talks about the shepherd coming on to the sheep and being able to take them, that he enters through the gate. But as we remember from verse 1, there are others that are out there that do not come in this way. They go over the fence. Maybe they enter through the backside. These false teachers. In the original uh, language in the New Testament, it uses the word clapetase and lacetase, uh, describing somebody who is either an embezzler who comes in by stealth to be able to steal, or somebody who comes in by force and plunders and is there also to steal. In this world, I think we face both of those that come after us as being God's sheep. That there are times when people will come after us in a stealth manner, that they will try to be sneaky in the way that they get to us. That there are times when people will come at us by force and time when they will try to plunder us in certain ways. That they will come after us and try to lead us astray over and over again in ways that are contrary to God's word. Again, Are we being watchful? Verse 4. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I love that. Something that we sang about. That the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Can you see those little guys just running out of the pen when they hear the tone, the volume level of their particular shepherd's voice? I bet King David knew that like anybody else. Before he was king of being that young shepherd boy and spending so many hours and days and nights and years out in the field with the sheep, penning for us that beautiful psalm of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Did you hear the description of our shepherd in there? His responsibilities, his jobs, 
that he leads us, that he comforts us, that he ultimately will restore all of us. That's who our good shepherd is that we hear about this evening. The one who we are supposed to have our ears open to hearing his voice. But again, is that the voice we hear? Is that the voice that you and I are following? Verses 5 and 6. Referring to the sheep, it says, But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of a speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Do we understand what Christ is telling us? That if we are truly connected with him, if we are truly listening to what he is saying, to what he is calling us to, we won't listen to the strangers that are out there. We will flee from those temptations. That we will be directly connected to him. That we will not fall trickery or thievery to those false teachers who are in our world. But they will be focused upon him. We do that through gathering in times like tonight to be able to hear his word. Maybe tomorrow morning when you get up and take 10 or 15 minutes to be able to go through his word. Maybe this same lesson again and be able to go over how am I the Lord's sheep? How is he my shepherd? Maybe then less often we will succumb to the false teachings that are around us, to the temptations that we see. Not that they will be any less frequent, but that we will be more connected with our shepherd. That if we continue to hear his voice, after a while we will be able to only hear his words. Verses 7 and 8. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Remember I told you there were usually two ways in which sheep were kept. Sometimes they would be in these small corrals, sheep uh, mixed together, a watchman to be over them while the shepherd was taking a break. But most often uh, they would be out away from town. Uh, keep the smell away, uh, keep the sheep away, uh, keep them out in the pastures. And during those times, uh, sheep were kept in uh, a pen that would have looked like uh, something a little bit more uh, archaic. Rocks uh, piled up high and formed probably in a circle, sometimes a square, uh, so animals could not get inside. And then a small opening for the shepherd in the evening to be able to get all of his sheep inside of this little area and pen them and be able to keep them. That way the animals couldn't get in and the sheep couldn't get out. Usually the opening was just an opening. It didn't necessarily have a gate that was there for the shepherd to be able to lock and go off on his merry way. Remember, he had to watch out for people stealing his sheep, for other animals coming in and trying to be predators toward these sheep. And so many times, it was the shepherd's job to be able to lay there in front of that opening. That that shepherd would literally become the gate for the night. That he would do anything necessary to protect those sheep, no matter what he had to face no matter what came to be able to get them in the evening. Look at verse 9. Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. 
He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. It's interesting the words that Jesus says there. He's very specific. Uh, Notice that he doesn't say that he is one of the gates. He doesn't tell us that he's sometimes a gate. He tells us that he is the gate. That he is not one way uh, to salvation or to heaven. That he is not one of many options that we have. But that he is the only way that we as his sheep have to eternal life. Following that good shepherd. Seeing Jesus as our gate. Do we open our eyes to what he has opened up in our lives? Verse 11. He goes on to say, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming in, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. As our good shepherd, Jesus lays himself down as our protector. All those other things in life will fade away. False teachers, temptations that are around us, none of them can hold a flame to Christ and to what he does for us, as tempting as they may seem or sound at times in our lives. All those things will flee to be able to save their own skin. But hear Christ again as he echoes his words for us a final time. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. If you hear nothing else tonight, in this repetitive, glorious time that we hear this word, I hear this. Jesus does not flee when we face any of our temptations. In fact, our Savior doesn't even blink for a second. He simply takes on everything that we face for us. On behalf of the sheep, on behalf of you and I, giving his life for our safety and for our salvation. Remember, it's not our job to open that gate. It's not our job to be that gate. Our responsibility is what our Father has given to us, to go out into the yard and to be able to point to the gate, to be able to look at that opening and to know what awaits us. For in these two I am statements that we receive tonight, you and I receive our responsibilities. I am the good shepherd. I am the gate. You are his sheep and you are forgiven. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, uh, tonight as we hear these words that you proclaim for every one of us here today, and in fact, Lord, for your entire creation, you are the gate, you are our shepherd. Allow us to find faith in that, allow us to find strength in that, to be able to know the sacrifice that you have made for us, that you continue to make for us every single day. Lord, what a time that we have now in this season of Lent. 
as we look forward day by day and celebrating what you have given for us, that you gave one who became the ultimate sacrifice to lay down his life and not to remain dead, but to rise again for our sins. We thank you for that forgiveness, and we proclaim it now in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.